Some of you, maybe there's different things going, oh, I don't want to hear this. Maybe some people have dealt with fears. You ask, why hasn't God healed me? What's happened? God doesn't do that anymore. All kinds of weird and crazy things. But I want you to know that Jesus is our healer. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. I don't know if you really believe that. But if you don't believe it, I pray by the end of this time that you really will believe that Jesus is our healer. He's our hope. Now, I think Lance wanted me to speak because I've had some experience with pain and suffering. But he had pain and suffering. So, like for me, I, I've had over 30 surgeries, two kidney transplants included in those surgeries. I've had 14 years total on dialysis. That's where you can't pee, but you've got to have your blood cycled out and it comes out that way five hours every other day for 14 years. Then my wife died of brain cancer. And many, many other things faced with challenges. But I want you to know that Jesus heals. Jesus is our hope. I am alive today, and I praise God for those of you that are in the medical field. God uses you. God uses doctors. God uses medicine. But he shows up in the supernatural that cannot be explained by medicine. And I'm glad. I want you to know God is amazing. Jesus is the same. Jesus doesn't change. He never will. God does not change. I want to look quickly at how Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. How he was our healer is our healer presently and will be our healer because it's so important for us to really understand that. You know, Chad, where Chad, thanks for sharing that verse. That verse that Pastor Chad shared is my verse. Trust in the Lord comes out of Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Is that what it says? All your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. Two things in the fourth quarter of my life that I want to do is I want to learn to lean into Jesus and trust him. And I want to help you lean into Jesus and trust him. This morning about 3 o'clock, I woke up. And my mind kind of works in acrostics and different things. And, I, and this is a brand new one. It's TAP. T-A-P. This will help you through life. This has helped me more than anything. It's the T stands for trust, the A for and, and the P is for praise. Trust and praise. We've got to trust Jesus, lean into Jesus, no matter what happens, no matter what financial system, no matter what problem that you are facing, we've got to trust and praise Today, some of you are going to be healed. And some of you might not be healed. No matter what, all the years I've been on dialysis and with kidney transplants and working with doctors and praying over people, I've learned to trust and praise. God is in control. If you have not listened to last week's message, that was really the beginning of guardrails. You need to go in and go online and listen to Pastor Lance. Amazing message for some of those questions that you don't understand. 
God answers. Yes, wait, and no. God answers. God is alive. God is working. And I'm so glad that Jesus is at work. Right after college, I was up in Bellingham at Western Washington University. My wife, Juanita, and I, we got married. We got married on Labor Day weekend. That was in 82. Six weeks later, my life changed. Our marriage changed. I was sitting at our dining room table. We had a a two-bedroom apartment in Bellingham. I was doing an internship, studying a round table for a theological discussion. My wife was making french fries in a nice big wok with oil, and something happened. It caught on fire. Flaming. And so my wife and I had all these different lessons and everything about cooking and all the things. Okay, you, you put the lid on. That didn't work. You, you threw all the baking soda. That didn't work. And the house was filling with smoke. So I said, this is what we're going to do. Go open the door. I'm going to grab this because it's flaming, flames like this. I'm going out the door. I'm just feeling my arms being singed with the flames. And some of the grease dropped in the floor. And my wife, she saw that and came running in as I was running out. 25% of her body was burned. Fortunately, she saw it coming. It happened so quick. So all the top of here, the top of her chest and arms burning. Immediately went into the bathroom, started stripping and taking everything down. And the first thing that she screamed, you're never going to love me. Because she saw the burns. She ended up in the hospital for three months. Skin grafts, all the different things. You know, and she was in a debriding tank. That's where they peel all the skin off so they can get ready for the the surgery and the skin grafting. And so it was the morning of the the surgery where they were going to be doing this. was several weeks later after all of the debriding. And I went and prayed for her. And I had more than a mustard seed of faith. I felt like I had a truckload of faith. And so I went down during the surgery, down to the waterfront in Bellingham and just prayed and spent time with Jesus. And I just going, Lord, I thank you. You're going to heal her. She's going to have like skin of a new baby. I just thank you and praise you because we can ask for this and you will do it. I came back after the surgery. It didn't happen my way. It didn't happen that way. In fact, things got worse. She got an infection because they didn't clean out the tank properly. And most all the skin grafts were lost. We ended up having to go to Harborview and spending another month down there doing that. And then she had to get the Job's garments. And then God called us to Fresno, California, where it's thinking hot. And she had to wear all those garments. We prayed, but... Maybe, maybe you've been in that situation where you've prayed. You've been prayed for and nothing has happened. I want to tell you that God is true. God is at work. But let me tell you, years later, years later, you know what God wanted to do in her? 
God wanted to let her know how loved she was. Because I want you to know, my wife, Juanita, her daddy died when she was three or four years old. And her mom became an alcoholic, couldn't take care of him. They lived off the streets. They ate paper to survive. They, went, they broke into the churches to get those little church banks, you know, where the kids bring the money, just to go and to be able to eat. Go to the store. And then she ended up in a foster family where she ended up coming to know Jesus. But there were a lot of insecurities. It was years later after all of that that she said, you know what? I know that I know that I know that you love me. It's more than skin deep. You love me. With all my flaws and everything, you love me completely. That was the healing she needed to have. That was way deeper than brand new skin. Let me tell you, God is at work. You're going to be prayed for this morning. But you know what? God is at work because God cares about your whole life. He cares about you. But maybe it's character he wants to work on. Maybe it's other things. When we pray for you, God is going to work. Maybe not the way you plan on it. But watch what God will do. God is so faithful. I want you to know that God is the healer of our past. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just want to look quickly through the scriptures. As I've taught with university students, this would take a 10-week class and condensing it into 30 minutes. So I'm just going to be highlighting some of the things. But I encourage you, study the scriptures, the Old Testament, the New Testament. Because God is our healer. In fact, in the Old Testament... God's name for the Lord, our healer, Jehovah. Some people say Rophe or Rapha. He's our healer. In Exodus 15, 26, it says this. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, as Pastor Delance would say, do the next right, what? Thing. Obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then... I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Psalm 3, this is from David. David wrote this. This is Jesus' great, 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 great grandfather. Okay? And a few other greats in there. And even, even verse, this is, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2, <clears throat> verse two. let all that I am praise the Lord. Man, never forget the good things that he does. Don't forget the good things God has done. That's why praise is important. Trust and praise. He forgives all my sins. I want to just stop right there. The greatest miracle of all is the forgiveness of sins, just like Carrie Joe had just said. That is the greatest miracle, the greatest thing of all, when we can have a fresh, clean relationship, all of our sin gone, as we trust in him. And everything else is a bonus. And look at this bonus, and he heals all my diseases. That was King David. Isaiah 53. 
This is talking about Jesus, the suffering servant. This was a half a millennium, over 500 years before Jesus was born, and saying the work that Jesus, the Messiah, would do. Here in Isaiah 53, it says this in verse 2, starting. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Jesus is just like you and me. You see that? Nothing attracted us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest what? Grief. He's acquainted with your grief. He understands. He gets it. But he had to go through that so he, he can relate to you and me. Wow. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And the thought, and we thought his troubles were a punishment for God, from God. A punishment for his own sins. Look at verse 5. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be made whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Some of your versions, with his stripes, we are healed. God is a God of healing. Wow. It just talks about the death and the crucifixion of Jesus. And that Jesus would be our healer. In the New Testament, Jesus shows up. I love it. You know, one third of the Gospels talk about the healing of Jesus, from casting out demons to healing the sick and the lame and raising the dead. One third of the Gospels. Here in Matthew, it says this when. Jesus arrived at Peter's house. Peter was one of his disciples and apostle. And Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. So here Jesus goes right on in to her bedroom. And it says, and when Jesus touched her hand, he just reached out and touched her hand. It says, the fever instantly left. She got up and what did she do? She started serving and prepared a meal. And then right after that dinner, you know what happened? Look at this. Verse 16. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out evil spirits with a simple command. And he healed all the sick. Verse 17 says this. This fulfilled the word of the Lord from the prophet Isaiah that we just looked at in Isaiah 53. It says... He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Matthew, he took that from the Septuagint. That is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Jesus took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Matthew is writing to the Jewish people to see Jesus is fulfilling the Old Testament scriptures. I just love this. He removes, he heals. Our diseases. Wow. Matthew 9. Just a couple chapters further, it says Jesus knew what they were thinking because there were a whole bunch of religious people, the Pharisees. So he asked them, why do you have such evil 
thoughts in your hearts. Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. Jesus, he just, he's amazing, breaking through the barriers. These things that shouldn't happen, but Jesus did it. And Mark 6, verse 12, it says, So the disciples went out telling everywhere they met to repent of their sins and turn to God. They cast out many demons and healed many sick people, anointing them with oil. You see, Jesus was modeling it, but they said to the disciples, I want you to go and to pray for people. I want you to tell people they need to turn from their sin and their wickedness. People don't like to hear that. Repent. Turn from your own way. You're taking control into your hands and into your own life, and you're making a wreck. That's why we've got to turn around and turn to Jesus. Mark 16. This is the Great Commission in the Gospel of Mark. Every gospel has a great commission to go out and to see people come into the kingdom of God and to see the miraculous happen. And it continues right on through the book of Acts and right into today. This is the last part of Mark 16. And he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Ooh, harsh words. True words. But it says, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages and they will be able to handle snakes with safety. That's like the Apostle Paul. When he was shipwrecked, he was building a fire and reached in for some wood and there was a viper that just came and bit his hand. Everyone was expecting him to die, but he didn't. And there were so many people that ended up putting their trust and faith in Jesus because of that. It says, it's not going to be able to hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. Wow. In Acts, Jesus said, I want you to go and I want you to wait to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then I want you to go into all the world and be witnesses. Living out this faith and trust in Jesus. And in Acts 4, 29 and 30, it says this. This is what they prayed. And now, Lord, hear all the threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May the miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place was shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, filled just afresh with the Holy Spirit. And they preached the word of God with boldness. I wanted to just share some of these scriptures. There's so many. There's hundreds of scriptures that talks about Jesus, our healer. You know what? Jesus is healer of the past, but you know what? He is doing his work today. He is presently and actively healing people today. It's just, a, just amazing. I can tell you story after story after story about God at work. Just one of the things in my life, when we went down to Fresno, we planted a campus ministry working with university students in a number of churches down there. 
One year after we were there, I was just feeling horrible and rotten, and I thought, oh, it's this hot weather in Fresno. People say it just takes time to get used to it. Well, this one night, I started brushing my teeth and started brushing my tongue, and hunks of my tongue were just coming off. I mean, and then I took off my shirt, and there were water blisters like all over my chest. And I showed my wife and everything and showed her my tongue and all that. And I go, hey, you want a French, honey? <laughs> she was not into that. <laughs> and then there's all these water blisters all over. He says, you're going to the doctor. No, you know what most meant. I'll be what? Fine. That was all the women that said that. Because you know how us men don't like to go to the But anyway, we called the doctor the, the next day. And it was Labor Day weekend. And we had planned to go hiking in Yosemite because I wanted to go up to the hike Yosemite Falls because we live just a little ways from there. And we called doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. And we finally got a hold of a doctor, came in, and he says, you don't look too good. <laughs> Make a long story short, after the blood work and everything, the next morning, right before we were getting ready to hike to Yosemite, the doctor called back. And he didn't want to talk to me. He wanted to talk to my wife. He says, Mrs. Hawthorne, you need to bring your husband into the hospital because he should be dead. His toxin levels are so bad. So immediately I went on to dialysis. That was the beginning of the dialysis. And it wasn't going so good. My, I was going in for blood transfusions every six to eight weeks. This had gone on for um, like a year and a half, two years. My blood pressure was way out of control, like 200 over 150. Trying with blood pressure medicine, all that, it was not working. So my wife, she said, you know what? You're going to get a kidney transplant. And I said, you know what? I really believe God told me I'm not to get a transplant this time. God just told me no. She says, fine, then you need to talk to him. <laughs> Don't you like that? Yeah. You need to talk to him, and you need to tell him that no more blood transfusions, because I'm sick and tired of it, and I don't want you to die because your blood pressure is so high. So I go and pray, God, you heard my wife. <laughs> Ultimatum. And I've heard you said, don't get a transplant at this time. A little tension, huh? So there was, uh, there was uh, a Saturday evening service where they were praying for people. And I thought, okay, God. So I, I went to that service, and I went up to be prayed for. And as the person, there were several people that were just around praying for me. And I just told him what it was, and I needed God to just heal my blood pressure and no more blood transfusions. There was a lot of blood in me, I mean, from all these other people. You know, blood transfusions, you have to be in the hospital two or three days at a time to get it back then. But there was all this going on. And so they were just praying for me. I said, oh, God, here am I. And I was just praying, and then all of a sudden, I was just overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've seen this, and I just fell in God's presence. And I was just there soaking up God's presence. And then after I got up, 
I believe some of the wisest words I've heard any preacher say. He says, I think God touched you. I believe God did something in your life. He says, but don't do anything stupid or foolish. Listen to your doctor. Because if there is anything that did happen, the doctor will verify that. Do you know from that point on, I did not have any more blood transfusions. My blood pressure came right down to normal. That was an amazing healing. Even though I was on dialysis every other week, every other day, I mean, five hours. But you know what? God healed me at a time such as that. Yeah? It would have been great to have all new kidneys and all that. God does that today. But he didn't do that in me. But God healed me for that time. And, and you know, I mean, just there were so many people all over the world praying for me, praying for a kidney. I got my first kidney transplant, and then it got a disease in it. Then I had to go back into dialysis for another, another seven years. Then, praise God, I got another transplant. And so I, I just, you know, and I'm healthy and blessed with that. And I have to take a lot of medicine to keep this body functioning and keep peeing. So if you can pee, that's a miracle. Just, you know, I want you to know that. It's a great thing. It's good. Let me tell you, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is at work. I want you to know we've got this message series of guardrails. I want you to know that we're known as a Pentecostal denomination. We believe that Jesus is the same. He hasn't changed. He's actively at work healing and helping people. Because we don't, with the guardrails, we don't want to be wild costal, you know, like really weird things happening. We don't want to be closet costal, not praying for people. We want to be healthy costal. We want to be healthy. That's why we're doing this series of guardrails. And you know what? God wants to use you to go out and to pray for people. God wants to use you and me to bring the good news. Why is it? So that people will come into the kingdom of God. People will turn from death to life to come into a relationship with Jesus. You know, I could, I could go on and on and on talking about, but let me tell you this. When we pray for people, if we begin in love and end in love, we have been about the master's work, about the kingdom's work. Love. It's loving people. Treating people with respect and dignity. Just saying, may I pray for you? And if they say yes, go for it. If they say no, all right. And we don't have to pray for them. Randy, will you come up? We're, we're going to do something. Bill, will you come up? And if you can grab the mic. I want you to know that Jesus, he's our healer. You might think this is just really weird. Thanks, Alex, for coming up. So this is, this is my friend, Randy. Many of you know Randy and Donna. Donna's not here today. Uh, Bill ended up running into Chris Eugenio and, well, you did. You saw Chris Eugenio and Bill at Wendy's. Mm -hmm. And 
It mm. wasn't Chick-fil-A. It wasn't Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I know that you've had back surgery. You had different things going on. And Bill called me and said, hey, maybe we can just pray for him. Maybe you think, okay, this is like really weird. Maybe it is, but you know what? We're going to pray for Randy. We're going to pray for your back because you've had, you've had a surgery. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And can you, what are your limitations? Um, well, I, I've had back surgery and it, and it made a big difference um, for a while for me here, but it um, seems like I've had kind of reoccurring some issues again and um, knee, back, just kind of struck, you know, just kind of body issues like that that I would like healing for. All right. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do, Bill and I, we're just going to pray simply for Andy, and we're just going to, remember, we're going to begin in love and end in love. It says, call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil. I don't have any anointing oil right here, but we can place our hands as it. Whether you have anointing oil, we have our hands, and we just ask, may we lay our hands on you. And may we pray for you. I would look forward to that. Yes. Wow. So, we're just going to pray and we're going to just ask Jesus to do his work. Let me tell you, Bill, I, we're just normal people like you. I do landscaping and just, we're, we're simple, everyday people, just like you. There's no magic formula, no magic words, no magic oil. It's just asking Jesus to show up and do his work. So, let's pray. Randy, we you just open up your hands? Jesus, we just, we just show up. Come and just do your work. In the name of Jesus, bring healing. Be healed in Jesus' name. So, do you feel anything when we were doing that? Okay. Could you bend down and touch your knees before or anything? Or could you touch the floor at all? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what? With pain. With pain? Yeah. Try it, just try it. Is it a little better? Better. Okay. Jesus, you prayed for another person another time, so we just pray in Jesus' name just completely to do it. Amen. So, I've asked Randy and Bill and many of others, you know what? God is at work. Ask him the next, hey, is, there, is the pain gone? There's nothing mysterious. But right now, I want the leaders of the church, the elders church, to surround this place. And if you have a need for healing, we're going to simply pray. We're going to let the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords do his work. So leaders that I've asked you, would you just surround this place? And if you'd like to use anointing oil just over on the sides of the stairs, there, there's some anointing oil you can. But you know what it says? Call for the elders, our leaders. I had Bill come up. Thank you, guys. I had Bill come up because it says we're two or more gathered together and pray. Jesus will show up. There's leaders. So just Lance is signaling, come up around. Come on, leaders. Come on, Randy and Bill right down here. So I'm going to stop and let Jesus do his work. So if you need healing, whatever it is, would you just come? We're going to love you and pray in Jesus' name.
Come, just stand up right now. Any kind of healing that you need, come to our friends. These are your friends, your family, that will pray for you. Thank you. 
want to be able to honor your time. Let's just all stand and that those of you that are being prayed for, if you need, if you want to come forward or to the back, you find the leaders of the church that need prayer, just go to them. They're going to love you. So Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you that you are our healer. We look to you. Just release the freshness of your spirit as we go about. May we be ready just to pray for people and see them brought into your kingdom in the name of Jesus. One last thing, if, if you don't know Jesus, you say, I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus today. Will you come up? Will you see the pastors just right up here? Will you just come forward? We'd love to talk to you and pray for you. So God bless. Have a great week.